Hola, me llamo Petty Dog, here with PTD Radio. Me llamo Grande Huevo, pequeño, pequeño pene. Ja, 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 Grande, grande, pene. Ja, 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 ja. Here with a copy this Henry. That was the worst. Was that Spanish? Ja, 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 ja. On this episode of PTD Radio, we will be talking about tilapia. Okay. Okay, ja 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I am Patrick the Dog Shaheen. What the fuck just happened? And that is Cole BDC Henry, and this is the MMA followers that would love to you know listen to me um, I'd like to start off by apologizing to each and every one of our Spanish listeners uh, we are a very family friendly podcast the dog that just was not done in a racial time just butchered your language uh, I'm ashamed uh, of so much right now uh, anyway one of the things that I'm not ashamed of is uh is the fact that uh that I had a shake from from Ben and Jerry's this weekend? Uh, that is the highlight of your weekend. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pretty much Ben say and it. Jerry's. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we walked around downtown San Antonio looking for said Ben and Jerry's for a solid two hours, a solid two hours, and uh, it was well worth it. But that wasn't the highlight of my weekend. Uh, I personally, my high, my highlight was uh. Learning the difference between miho and miha. Oh, unfortunately it came in a rather embarrassing moment. I guess. Oh, it was embarrassing. I was cheering for Mexico, so I think they were just trying to be friendly and let me cheer correctly. You know, I think it was all love. Regardless, it was very embarrassing. We almost you. saw an 80-year-old man get in a fight with a 20-something-year-old man. I had my money on the 80-year-old man. I like that. We had the peanut gallery. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the fact that we did travel to San Antonio, Texas for that poo-ass card. Um, We'll get to the card itself. Uh, Bullshitted in uh, San Antonio for the entire morning and then made our way to the fights. So we were at the fights, and little did I know the tickets I had purchased were actually floor seats. We ball! Um, In the store! Yo, bro! I'm sorry. I'm gonna stab you in the throat. I felt significantly better than a lot of people in that stadium. Why is that? 
Because they're more poor than us. <coughs> and that's True. important. <coughs> True. Um, I think I'm getting sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cole's having a coughing <coughs> attack. Uh, so that's what it is. What'd um, you... Wait, wait, yeah, hey, bud. How's it going? It's all right, man. Um, yeah. What'd you think about San Antonio? It was what it was. We are only there for about a day. I went to the Alamo for the 400th time uh, in my life. It, uh, it hasn't changed much. No. Uh, probably in the last um, almost 200 years. So, or really, you know, more than that. Yeah. Um, so I doubt it's really changed much since I've, I've last been there. Uh, that being said, it's always cool to see where a bunch of people die. Um, it's always cool to see the big Davy Crockett statue, and, uh, it's always cool to know that, uh, I actually was one of the few survivors of, uh, the actual Alamo, um, battle. So, so that's, they didn't uh, read about you on the wall. Yeah, that's because I was one of the survivors, and they don't really write too much about those people. Mm. You know, a bunch of other people died heroically. So you were fighting for the Spanish. Um, here's what happened. The battle begins, and I'm, I'm all for Texas, okay? Uh, probably 30, 35, 37% of the way into the battle. I, I realize we're, we're not going to win. Okay. Um, I, um... I, I'll be honest, I, I switched sides uh, at about at the 40, 40% mark of the battle. Um, I don't know how to say this. I don't know if I can can be, you know, sentenced. You know, I don't know if I can be tried for this in a court of law. Because I believe he was a congressman at the time. I I killed Davy Crockett. Okay. Yes. Anyway, uh, how, was, how, was your, uh, how was your view of San Antonio? How was it? Had, your view. How, how was I, San Antonio? I had a good time, man. Saturday was cool. Saturday was a good day. I did something, I, you know, you don't get to do every weekend. And that was nice. Does that stay at a day's end? No, that was walk around downtown San Antonio, see that. I've never seen the Alamo. That was uh, quite a moment for me. We did some other cool stuff, and then we saw some fights. Let's go ahead and get to those. Uh, I'd rather talk about the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, so we went to the uh, Haunted. Which did you like more, the Tomb Raider or the Haunted? I'm just kidding. We'll move on to uh, to UFC. That's a serious question, though. Uh, I preferred. Um, I apologize for that. Uh, I preferred the. Um, I don't know the Haunted one. The the the. The, the other one was lame as shit. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. I dominated. You remember the score? Uh, the gun was broken. It was Let's move 000. on to the fight. It was fifty-five thousand, like four hundred. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, it was ninety thousand to fourteen. Whatever. Uh, UFC San Antonio. Uh, I don't have the card in front of me because I. Uh, well, we're starting off this podcast when we're actually trying to start this podcast on a great note. Uh, we're going to touch on all these fights, and a lot of these fights, folks, we are not going to spend much time on, because let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, Miho and Mihas, uh, I forgot most of it, and I was, you know, 15 feet away from the cage, so 
that tells you about this card a little bit. Let's uh, let's start off with the very first fight of the night. Mr. Domingo Pilarte, who had some fans in the crowd, mm. got that ass work. That's what we're going to well, It was a split decision, but yeah, I agree. He did. It was a bullshit split decision. By Felipe Corrales. Uh, yeah, I remember there was that guy. Uh, that I, I, just, I, he was just screaming. Oh, man. And uh, he was talking about, um, what's the first guy's name? Domingo. Domingo. Sorry about Domingo. And he kept turning to people and saying, that, that's my fighter. And uh, nobody said shit to him or cared. Uh, but he would just look at the cave and be like, get in there! Get it! Hit him with the left! Get, get, get mean! Get mean! Some of the best advice you could give during a fight, <laughs> it hands was, down. The guy's shirt was a little too small, his gut was, uh, popping over his belt. I'm not, you know, not criticizing him, I'm just saying that was, uh, something that was going on. Uh, anyway, his guy lost, which was unfortunate. Uh, you know, you don't ever want to lose. Do you remember me snitching on that guy? That guy tried to move up yes. to the front. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this guy tries to move up to the front and he's standing the whole fight. So, I'm not dealing with this shit. I know that's not his seat. So, I, I just pull the uh, the rat move and uh, go find an usher and tell her, hey, that's not that gentleman's seat. And after they do that, the dude moves to his seat and then they have to move him again. And then the guy working security up front has to keep an eye on him because, like, he's just standing up and screaming. He had to keep telling him to sit down. He was what, uh, in Louisiana, <coughs> what we would call... A um an ass hat. I agree. Did you think anything about the fight other than that guy? I remember it. Stared at that guy the whole time. All righty. The next fight, ladies and gentlemen, was the best fight of the night. It did get fight of the night, and it very well deserved it. Mario Batista picked up a decision victory over Jin Su Sun. Um, who won? Batista, right? Batista yeah, won us. I believe it was a split. I can't remember. I remember he was definitely winning the fight. His boxing looked really good. I remember he dropped Kim a few times. Uh, Kim, though, uh, can take a shot. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely a good fight. My second favorite fight of the night, but we'll get to what my favorite was. Uh, it was, man, these guys, like, did not, this was, uh, this, in terms of action, this was the best fight of the night. And it wasn't like these guys are wildly sling, swinging. They just exchanged all damn fight, and it was pretty entertaining. And uh, we wouldn't get to another really, you know, good performance for quite some time, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, we've got Bantamweight's Ray Borg picking up a decision victory over Gabriel Silva. Uh, the fight was what it was. More notable was probably the post-fight speech. Ray Borg cried a little bit. Was happy to get his win. He said his son was in the arena. Of course, his battled. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn. I believe it was some sort of cancer. I, I could be wrong. Anyway, though, he has a young, young son who uh, was dealing with some major health problems. And uh, he got those, I guess, dealt with, at least for the time being. And I uh, was able to focus on the cage. And he's got a win here. So good for Ray Borg. Up next, we got young, young son. That's a joke. Um... He said, young, young son. I thought it was funny. Oh. Um, huh. If you go go watch this fight on Fight Pass, don't be broke. I'll leave it at that. Uh, go watch this fight on Fight Pass. After he gets out of the octagon, he gives me a fist bump. I am on camera. I am wearing a green shirt that says WWF and has uh, one panda hitting another panda over the head with a chair. It's an ironic shirt. I like ironic shirts. Let's people know, you know, I'm a funny guy, okay? Um, Go watch that.
Tell me what you think. I thought I did a great job of congratulating Ray Borg. <clears throat> Let me know my performance. Quick question. The current shirt you have on says come and take it. Uh, is that referring to your asshole? That's referring to General Santa Ana's leg. We okay. won't get into okay. this discussion okay. Carry on. on the air. Up next, we've got women's flyweights. Hate to do it to you, Juice. You're my boy. Your girl, Roxanne Matafari, got that ass worked by Miss Jennifer Maya. I mean, your word. It really wasn't that. It wasn't a good fight. Okay. You know, it wasn't. Uh, Roxanne is what it is. What is what she is. She doesn't uh, really ever look great, but she always manages, you know, for the most part to win. She's... Uh, Always been a fan favorite, and uh, you know I really wanted to see, her, really wanted to see her win that fight, just because I want to see her career continue. And I don't think she's in, in any danger of getting cut, but uh, she was coming off that big win over um, Antina Shevchenko, so definitely sucks to see her get a loss. Uh, you know Jennifer Maya, uh, you know she's she's been around for a while, but she's never really had any momentum. This is probably the biggest win of her career, and uh, you know she already beat Matafari, but I would argue that Matafari is. Uh, you know, maybe a little better at this stage than she was when they fought in Invicta. So, um, yeah. It wasn't a good fight. I'll leave it at that. Uh, most of this fight, I was listening to the peanut gallery behind us. Boo! Come on, ladies, let's go! Love those guys. Uh, really, those guys kept yeah, this that, night going. That guy goes, uh, I'm pretty sure they just have the women's fights. People can go get uh, popcorn. <laughs> And he said that to a woman. And right woman, next to him. Yeah, the woman looks at him and goes, oh, I like the women's fights. And he just goes, oh, yeah, okay, or something like that. She was like, what? <laughs> My guy did not care. No, he didn't. Got a little sexist, a little racist. He it got was, more than a little racist. It was actually. great. You nappy head. Yeah, I, when he said that, I, I actually oh, legit man, it like, was not a fun time after. Actually, I love that guy. You know what? No, he Fuck was it. funny, but that that was that was a thing, cringy moment. Because that guy next to him could have slapped the shit out of him. Slapped the <laughs> shit out of him. It was a case of restraint that he didn't. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, we've got light heavyweight Sam Alvey, Mr. Smiling Sam. Oh man, oh man, he lost a split decision to Kitson for us de Abreu. Something like that. Klitson. Yeah. Uh, what'd uh, you think about it? I don't know. I mean, it was a typical Sam Alvey performance. I mean, generally every fight he has is the exact same. You're not going to see much from him outside of him landing a KO shot. Uh, with that being said, he does generally manage to land that KO shot. But, uh, you know, if you can avoid it, you can generally beat him. And that's what happened here. Um, you know, he reacted uh, after the fight. Um, I'm not so sure that that was his reaction to the decision so much as it was his reaction to the fact that, that was his third straight loss. Uh, he's had three straight bad performances. He's probably just wondering if that's the end of his UFC career. But uh, I hope it's not. But if it is, he definitely seems like a guy that could uh, be, be in the PFL. I don't know why he strikes me as a PFL guy. Uh, let's take some time out to talk about if you heard a Ric Flair woo on this card, you're well. I don't care your opinion of it. Fuck you. I'm sorry. This is a very family-friendly podcast. I'm sorry. Uh... I like wooing on prelims because I know you can hear me. And I want you to know every woo is sent with love to my thousands of fans out there. Um, Real quick uh, story. Patrick was hollering at the ring car girl like the piece of shit that he is. He was yelling things like, I hope you like your job, blah, blah, blah. 
Third go-round, uh, she circles in front of him, and Pat goes, I hope you're doing well in school. She uh, looks directly at my curly-haired friend, and she proceeds to flip him the bird. I don't think she did. I think she pointed at him. I didn't see it. I don't care. I was trying to be super positive. I was trying to ensure that everybody working that event was having a good time. I, I think she. this is probably how she took it. She probably took it like... What you're doing, you're not getting paid. You're obviously in school. She probably took it as an insult. You know, like, it was probably like a... I can see how... Real, she, this isn't a real job. I can you know? see how she's she would. Yeah. I, I can see how she would. I did not mean it like that. I, I mean, you can attest to the fact that I was oh, yeah, no. yelling positive comments at everybody. You were, you were. You were including yelling, John Annett. You, what did you yell at Sam Alvey? Oh, you have a beautiful family and I, I hope, hope you're you enjoying do. life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's true. Yeah, he seems like a happy guy. He does. You want to see him so do good well. for good for him. I'm just congratulating on him attaining this level of comfortability in his life. 100%. I think he's doing well. Hundred percent. Somewhat to getting beat minus three straight losses, but yeah, it wasn't a good performance. No, it was We've seen Smiling Sam twice. I think I don't know. We've seen him once before this. Uh, up next, I was rooting for my Mexicano. Amiga, Mija, Irene Aldana, she lost a decision to Miss Raquel Pennington. Cole, why do I not like Raquel Pennington? Uh, I, I don't know. She's because, trash. Because you hate most women. Um, Raquel Pennington, uh, is she has a salty record, but a lot of those losses came early in her career. Her uh, last few fights, you know, she lost to Amanda Nunes and then Jermaine Durandame, but she had a, a career-defining win over Misha Tate. She is a former title challenger. Um, I think that she also beat Kim Couture way back in the day, so that's interesting. Anyway, uh, you know, I think that she's going to remain a tough gatekeeper in this division. You know, Irene Aldana had looked pretty good in her last few fights, but uh, again, to beat Raquel Pennington, it's going to take a lot. Um, with that being said, I thought this was a close fight, but Pennington's just, uh, you know, she's a grinder, and uh, it was enough to uh, to get her the win. She won this fight. Yeah. I won't question that she won the fight. Uh, it was not a... Terrible fight. No, it was all It right. was one of the better fights of the night, in all honesty. Um, speaking of pretty good, decent fights, at least on this card standard, our men of the prelims, we have Mr. Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres going against Steven Peterson. Now, nothing exciting about Steven Peterson. This fight uh, is, it was funny because the, the old men sitting behind us didn't like Bruce Leroy. For whatever reason. Kept and, comparing him to Muhammad yeah. Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard yeah. as an insult. Yeah, they kept saying, oh, he fights like Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, those guys combined for, like, eight losses in, like, a hundred career fights. Like, those are two of the greatest boxers ever. Didn't really make any sense. That they were, anyway, though. Uh, Didn't need to. You know, Steve, that's the uh, got two guys, Peterson and Bruce Leroy, that are uh, usually when they fight, they're in generally exciting fights. And this one was, it was all right. Uh, Bruce Leroy definitely had a game plan, and it worked. Steven Peterson's just kind of a uh, charge forward and try to get it done type of guy. And he just couldn't do that against Bruce Leroy. So, uh... You know, good for Bruce Leroy to pick up a win here. He's got a pretty salty record, but he'll probably always uh, stick around just because he's willing to fight anybody. And uh, he's got a good a good gimmick. Sidebar, I think Sam Alvey's in that same category. I think he desperately needs a win. I think four, maybe five lost territory. It's not like he's a legend. Yeah. But he's a likable guy, and people know his name. What do you think about that? And he generally gets finishes, so yeah, I think. Or finished. Yeah. Not that night. 
Um. No. Oh, I mean, like he. If when Alvy wins, it's generally a KO. Like he's excited. Yes. So. So yeah, I think that you're you're right. They're both kind of good win for Caceres there. Good win for Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Let's start off our main card. Cole Cole did a great job of hiding his excitement during this fight. I think he he really let the nerves go around the two minute and thirty. Second mark in the round three. Uh, Andre Arlovsky would go on to beat Ben Rothwell in a very convincing decision. Cole was very happy. Cole walks through it. Uh, I, well, first of all, I went to the bathroom right before this fight started, and I thought I'd have time to get back. But apparently everybody took a bathroom break before the fucking legend Andre Arlovsky fall, which blew my mind. So I went back without using the bathroom, which I regretted later. Anyway, uh, you know, these two fought back in either Affliction or Elite XC. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, it was a pretty good fight. And Orlovsky eventually stopped Rothwell uh, with punches. And this go around, you know, Rothwell um, hasn't been great as of late. But he, he was a top contender uh, right before his Zosada failure. He was. Whereas Orlovsky, he hasn't been, uh, you know, his reputation late as of late has been that he's got a glass jaw. But he actually has avoided KO losses. And uh, he's been losing decisions more so than anything. Um, you know, I, it's not that I doubted him. I just thought that Rothwell probably had a little more in the tank at this point. But but Arlovsky had his best performance in, in years, in my opinion. And I uh, really left no doubt that he's uh, the better fighter than Ben Rothwell. As far as for Rothwell, this is three straight losses. You know, he had a, a new side test uh, failure in there as well. He, he's definitely at a career crossroads. He was better than ever just a few years back, and now it looks like he could be close to finish. Correlation between Rothwell getting popped. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, good win for Olaski. He, he he bested Ben Rothwell all three rounds, I want to say. I yeah, want to say it was 30-27 across the board. I think it, so. It should have been because yeah. he won that fight clearly. At that point, one point in the third round, <clears throat> Rothwell was just resting his face on Arlovsky. And uh, I don't know what the camera angle was. I guess you would have, yeah, it would have been, I guess that's what the TV is, is what we're watching on the big screen. But uh, Rothwell was like, his eye, he just was like staring off in the distance and he was breathing and blood bubbles, like blood, blood bubbles were. Uh, it, it was gross. Yeah, it was disgusting. Uh, preface the next fight. During this fight, about 40 people started to pack in the floor seat section. Uh, they were there to see Mr. Alexander the Great Hernandez go against Francisco Trinaldo. And this just brings up, I said an 80-year-old man wanted to fight a 20-something-year-old man. That 20-something-year-old man was uh, one of the people that filed in to watch Alex Hernandez. A bunch of people he knew pretty well showed up to the fight. They went wild after he got a decision that really, if there's ever been a draw that wasn't called a draw, I'd call that fight a draw. I don't think anybody won any of those rounds. Uh... Alexander Hernandez picks up a decision winning uh, win against Francisco Trinaldo. Yeah, um, all those guys I think were they going to high school with Hernandez, and it was cool to see him have all that support there. He seemed pretty happy about it. But uh, you know, the fight was uh, Hernandez did not show the aggression that he showed his first two fights in the UFC. And uh, you know, watching it, my my thought was, you know, it seems like that Cerrone loss. Um, you know, a lot of people were criticizing him. They were like, oh, you know, Cerrone stole his soul. You know, he said after that fight, I realized I need to learn how to fight. So you should have expected changes in his first fight back. Uh, you know, I think it might take him a little while to adapt to a less aggressive style, you know, and maybe he'll figure out that, that won't work for him. But uh, yeah, I agree. This was not a good performance really by either guy. Um, I've noticed that Trinaldo seems to be piping up that he wants his win bonus. But I don't, you know, this is, this wasn't some sort of egregious decision where, uh, 
you know, he dominated the fight. It, it was fairly uneventful. Um, I probably would have scored it for Trinaldo, but uh, it's really, you know, it, it was a toss-up either way. Uh, that fight sucked. It did. It was, it was not good. If I'm Hernandez's people, I'm only so happy about that. They were ecstatic. They were ecstatic, and I guess, you know, yeah, I understand, way, but... but it was not a good win. It was not the kind of win you look to get. No, uh, I'd say that he 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 lost steam. Rather he than was he was timid. He knew he knew that that could happen to him now. And I mean, he had a loss before that. Yeah, but it was a split decision. Right, and, yeah. right. He found out that oh, I really can't get knocked out by dudes, and I need to be more careful. And he was too careful. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is nine fights we've gone through, and unfortunately, that was the main... No, no. If you notice a reoccurring thing that's been going on during this card is that nine fights, nine decisions, we're about to halt that in its track with three first-round knockouts. It was one of the more odd things I've seen on a card to be not necessarily the worst decision. Oh, man, they were bad. But then you get three first round knockouts to lead up to the main event. Co! Uh, set the or tie the record for most decisions uh, in a UFC event with ten. ten decision victories. The main event being one of those decisions. Our first knockout of the three. I love this one. Lightweights, James Vick, my man, got knocked out by Dan Hooker, and it was great to see. What'd you think about it? Uh, um, the narrative after this fight has been that you know James Vick needs to move up to welterweight. I think you should do that just because he's lost three straight at lightweight and he's just kind of a uh, you know a cow without a pasture or I forget what the saying is my grandfather used to say it anyway uh, you know he I think won like nine of his first ten UFC fights but his issue really does seem to be that he yeah um, you know it's always weird to say that a guy has a glass jaw because you know they take a lot of punches leading up to the knockout a lot of times but uh, his last few fights he has been stopped uh, relatively easily I think. You know, three of his four career losses are about knockout. Uh, I think, um, you know, this was more about him probably needing to make a change than anything. But Dan Hooker looked great. He has to get on the, um, the what you call it? The Australian. Yeah, the card. I think they'll probably put him on that. He's uh, definitely a top lightweight. I don't think he's top five or anything. But he's definitely top ten, top fifteen. And uh, He know. was unranked coming into this one. Vic was at twelve. 12 or 13 or something, probably. With, I think, you know, he should be a top 15 guy. Um, definitely. Definitely some fun fights for him. It was great to see a finish, finally. Um, I like Dan Hooker. I root for Dan Hooker. I loved telling his post-fight speech. He was like, you know, you don't mess with Texas, so I came from Yeah. Yeah, I like that little touch. I don't think anybody was there to see James Vick, in all honesty. No. Um, He's just not a popular dude. Right. Um... So I love that finish. It was a great thing. Speaking of things I love, actually, speaking of things I fucking hate, Greg Hardy stopped Juan Adams in under a minute. Yeah, um, it, it was. It's this is a weird fight to break down because I, I feel like Juan Adams kind of got into his own head. He was calling for this fight, and I, you know, he even told, I forget who it was that he told, but he told somebody that he didn't think he'd get it. And, uh, you know, he got it anyway. And, uh, you know, he'd been saying that they only give Greg Hardy cans. And, you know, he was coming off a loss. And I, you just got to wonder if this was the type of deal where he was inside of his own head. 
And, um, you know, the way that he reacted to the loss kind of adds to that. Uh, it, you know, it sucks to see Juan Adams lose. I definitely hope he's able to get back on track. But uh, really, the bigger takeaway here, I think, is that Greg Hardy, you know, he, he was able to stop a takedown from a former D1 wrestler. Um, you know, it wasn't like a perfectly executed shot or anything, but still he's able to stop it and get the, the get the stoppage win. Uh, I think Greg Hardy's definitely going to be um, an interesting fighter to watch in the UFC heavyweight division. I fucking hate Greg Hardy. He stayed educated and poised while maintaining top control when his opponent shot. I thought his opponent had better wrestling than he uh, I think he probably he, he definitely does. Yeah. But he was educated and was able to execute something that isn't very easy when that large of a man who's pretty damn good at wrestling shoots in. And uh, Juan did not know what he was doing, and that that uh, his fight IQ on a video game there would have been zero. Mm-hmm. He should have let go of the leg, created separation so Hardy can't punch him in the head because what's Dan Mergliata supposed to do? Got to stop it eventually. You got to stop it eventually. And, you know, when he stood up, he stumbled backwards. I mean, I think he was hurt. But, uh, you know, I just with Greg Hardy, what he did out of the cage is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I just feel like at some point people are just going to have to stop, you know. I mean, it's one thing to, to point it out, you know, yell it at him when he's walking out to the cage. But... You know, every time he fights, people are like, should he be fighting? Should he be fighting? I, I, the bottom line is, I, maybe not. Maybe he shouldn't. Maybe he should. Uh, he is fighting. So, uh, I guess, you know, we'll just have to see how where he takes it. I, I wouldn't be mad with him uh, being matched up with Ngannou, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, Not a fan of Greg Hardy. Me either. Never will be. Me um, But he, he is he's getting better. Yeah, he is an interesting interesting case to, to watch. He's getting better. Yeah. I think Juan Adams deserves to be in the UFC. I think he made a mistake, but Greg Hardy took full advantage of that mistake, and that's what you look for any fighter. If your opponent gives it to you, take it, and he did. Uh, I hope he didn't use that approach in jail. Um, We're a very family-friendly podcast. Speaking of sub... One minute knockouts. My man, big ticket, never to be outdone. Walt Harris gets a knockout victory, and I mean a knockout yeah. victory. It was not a stoppage, ladies and gentlemen. Alexi Olenek passed out after two, uh, one two for Mr. Walt Harris. Cole, what'd you think about it? Uh, this fight went kind of similar to how I thought it would. Well, you know, Walt Harris, and the thing about a lot of heavyweights, and this is something we'll have to watch with Greg Hardy. A lot of heavyweights are not uh, good athletes so much as they're just big guys. And, you know, we're going to get to a point where we've got big guys that are also good athletes. And um, I think that we'll start to see them really separate from the rest of the pack. And uh, he is, uh, okay, what was I talking about? We're talking about Walt Harris, Walt Harris. being That's athletic and big. Yeah, but who, uh, his opponent, Olianik. Um yeah, Walt Harris is, is the type of athlete I'm talking about. But then a guy like Olianik is, uh, you know, a, a skilled guy, but not uh, – he's not really a great athlete. Plus, he's 40 or so. So, I think a lot of people looked at this fight. You know, Walt Harris has a lot of losses. Uh, he's not particularly skilled in any one area. Alexi Olianik submits a lot of guys. He's been around forever. But I think that uh, the athletic difference and just the speed and everything wasn't really taken into account. Uh, so, for that reason, I wasn't really shocked to see the outcome. But um, – you know, Walt Harris is definitely going to be somebody to watch. And uh, I keep forgetting his name. Um, Ole Nick, you know, he is what he is. Top 10 heavyweight, but uh, hard for him to be anything more, I think. 
Not a top 10 guy in any other division. Um, that's just the God honest truth. Um, I like Walt Harris. Good for Walt Harris. He has the same nickname. Every time we talk about Walt Harris, I'm going to say it, so get used to it. Uh, Cole already knows this. Uh, Kevin Garnett, basketball player, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Uh, he was recently arrested for passing bad shit. Did not know that. Is that serious? No, it's not true. Okay. A man made a lot of money in his yeah. career. Um, So, that's cool. Our main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Cole travel, you know, overall about 11, 12 hours, you know, round trip to watch this fight. And, uh, but, first of all, Leon Edwards picked up a unanimous decision against Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, I picked Leon Edwards when you picked, you were only one of four gentlemen who picked, uh, Harris to win Ole, uh, versus Ole Nick, actually five gentlemen. I picked Leon Edwards to beat RDA and I thought he would do it, uh, by evading RDA's aggression. He took RDA's aggression and flipped the script. What'd you think about it? Um, uh, you know, uh, that he's definitely good. I, I think uh, that he probably deserves the Masvidal fight. I, I don't know. He uh, he looked really, really good, no doubt about it. But um, RDA just he can't deal with wrestlers, it seems like. I mean, he was able to deal with Kevin Lee, but Kevin Lee got tired. It just seems like if you can... If you can wrestle, if you can grapple, then you can probably beat RDA if you can get it past the first two rounds. And that's even what, uh, what's his face said. Um, with that being said, though, Leon Edwards is definitely, I, I think you should probably get RDA's number four spot. And, uh, it definitely seems like Masvidal doesn't want to fight him. He's like, you'll fight him in a hallway, but, you know, Leon Edwards called him out post-fight and Masvidal was like, stop calling me out, blah, 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 which I, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to say, uh. You know, Masvidal says he wants a title shot, but I think at this point, you know, Edwards has a better claim to it. He's got uh, better wins, in my opinion. He's got more wins, uh, you know, since his last loss. Um, Masvidal's definitely got more shine, but, uh, you know, I think that's why they should fight. Um, it's, it's a bad matchup for Masvidal, I think, which is why he doesn't want the fight. Because Edwards, again, is just such a good grappler, and because of that, he can just box your face in. And, um, yeah, I think Edwards had a coming out party that night. He won the fight. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he dominated. He dominated him. It was weird to see. I uh, didn't expect it. Leon Edwards is a much better grappler than I've ever given him credit for. Yeah, I mean, he outgrappled Gunnar Nelson, but, you know. Um, be interesting to see what happens with Mr. Edwards. I think you realistically have to jump that guy from, like, 11, which he shouldn't be at, to top five because he is a top five welterweight right now. And, uh... You know, it only makes sense that he fights another top five guy and Jorge is sitting there. We don't know what's going to happen with Robbie and uh, Colby. We don't... We, we Covington don't. versus Edwards would be an interesting fight. It would be very interesting. Uh, I think people might actually cheer for Colby Covington in that fight. That'd be weird. Leon Edwards is a dull guy. That's the biggest flaw he has in his career. He's not a guy that gets you excited to watch him. He fights well. Yeah, he finishes dudes sometimes, but he's just not interesting. Yeah, he's very good, but I mean, I pretty much agree. I mean, that that's the thing with. I mean, he's got like eight or nine wins. Masvidal's got two, but um, he just got more shine. 
Edwards just doesn't get finishes. But, uh, yeah, so what do you think about the card overall? Uh, uh, it was much better because we were so close. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I'm sure watching it on TV was not nearly as... Um, Imagine covering those. Yeah, it's cool. And ladies and gentlemen, that is it from UFC San Antonio in the beautiful, beautiful AT&T Center. In yeah. beautiful, beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll look at UFC 240 on Thursday. Uh, just before we get out of here, we'll look at two more things. First of all, John Jones... Uh, Got a charge. What do you think about it? Got a charge. He knew about it. He just, it didn't come out in public. So he acted like, oh, I didn't know. No, you knew about it, John Jones. You just didn't want to tell anybody. And when it came out in public, you had to act like you didn't know about it. Um, He's not a good person. He's a great fighter. Um, I'll leave it at that. I like John Jones, the fighter. Him as a person. I've never met the dude, so I don't like, you know, I say that, but I just called Greg Hardy a piece of shit. Never met the dude, and uh, so I don't know. I bet he's actually a pretty fun guy, in all honesty, but uh, he's also a piece of shit, so. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the issue here. You know, this is the type of thing where um, this happened at a strip club, and, uh, you know, from what I've gathered, the, 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 the woman was not actually a dancer. She was like a waitress, I believe. Um, my point, though, in saying that it was at a strip club is that I don't know if there would be any video, because I know, you know, generally you can't have videos right. out, but I don't know if maybe the, the, the building would have video of it. So my point is, I think this could be a difficult situation for, for either party to prove uh, what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I know morally people may have a different stance on this, but legally, you know, generally these things... He's going to take a hit financially. Yeah, and that's probably all that will come from this. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Uh, what happened again, I don't know. But um, Stupid question that I'm just going to throw at you because I want to get a, a, I want to get a base on what you feel about this. The, Roger Goodell is an overlord. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell of the NFL, he is the commissioner. Uh, if something like that happened to someone as high profile as John Jones, Roger Goodell would have a meeting with him and it would result in a suspension. Mm-hmm. Should Dana White take up that role at all? Well, I, I mean, the thing is, it's a little bit different. Because the thing is, I mean, you can suspend John Jones for six months. Like, well, he might not fight for six months anyway. Right. Like, so, I mean, I, you could suspend him. I don't think it would be wrong. Again, you know, this is the type of situation where the UFC will probably have this situation investigated themselves. And, uh, you know, how thorough or legitimate that is, I don't know. But I know that they will do that. And um, the issue here for Jones is that you know, regardless of whether or not you think he did it, it's hard to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's never had issues like this before. You know, it's always been, you know, assault in a different sort of, you know, he hit somebody with his car, steroid problems. It hasn't been, a, a you know, an allegation like this. But, um, you know, a lot of people are not giving him the benefit of the doubt. You can't really call those people stupid. You know, I mean, John Jones has, has proven time and time again that he makes... Uh, bad decisions. So. For as elite of an athlete as John Jones is, for as much money as John Jones makes, he's not really in a huge spotlight the way other sports stars can be. Yeah. He lives and trains in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it's it's weird because he's the probably the best MMA fighter, and he is really popular when he fights. Right. 
But he really doesn't get the attention right. that a lot of other guys do outside. I'm sure dudes in Albuquerque see John Jones around and it's like, hey, that's John yeah. Jones. That, and that's probably part of it. I mean, he's in such a small place, right. you know, whereas if he was in L.A. doing dumb shit, it might be a little different. All over the place. Yeah. So this stayed under wraps for a little while, and then it came out, and then John had to yeah. act surprised. So yeah. I think that approach is what annoys me the most. Like, I think... In that time, John Jones very well could have come out and say, hey, this happened. It's going to get out eventually. I'm just letting you guys know this. Well, I think he, what happened was, I mean, I guess he could have done that. I think that, like, there was some assault charge or something, and he paid that fee. Right. So I guess he may have thought it was over with. And right. Just, I mean, it's like, you know, if it doesn't become a big deal. It doesn't become a big deal. Exactly. He's probably not going to be upset about that. But now it became a big deal. Yeah, and it's an even bigger one, or it seems like an even bigger one, because he he didn't say anything. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really affect it that much in a lot of people's eyes. But, you know, it it is just another aspect of it. Um, If If you go in front of an audience of millions on, like, the Joe Rogan podcast and talk about how family involved you are and... And how much you love God, and how much time you spend in church with your family. He also and, talked about how big his dick is. Yes, he podcast. did. And then you get a, a battery charge at a strip club. It's like don't lie to us, John well, Jones. Okay, let's say this. Let's say this. John Jones was in there as a crusader to break up the Do strip club. Didn't want those women to be objectified. Broke think- in there and tripped and fell. No, I don't think that's okay. what happened at all. Okay. Not a little bit. I d- I've lost nothing in terms of, like, fanhood for John Jones from this incident. Uh, I can't criticize a man for making decisions that I probably would have made in his dis- in his shoes. But it's shitty. Wow, so you're, you're saying you would It's shitty been. that this cloud just <clears throat> probably will never get over so John So just Jones. to be clear, you're saying if you, if you were a popular athlete, you would hit a pregnant woman with your vehicle and then run away. If I were to hit a pregnant woman, wow, I might run away. Wow. Uh, all right. Final thing before we get out of here. Uh, there's a rumor going around. I don't even think it's a rumor. I think it's pretty much a done deal. Uh, ben Askren versus Damian Maya. This is a fight that we've talked about on this podcast and on the Number One Bullshitters podcast uh, for a few weeks. It just seemed, uh, you know, it was something we talked about before the Masvidal fight, but you know, after the fight, it makes even more sense. Uh, Two of the best grapplers uh, in MMA history, really, um, <clears throat> being matched up here. Uh, what, what do you think about it? Be a good third fight on a pretty big pay-per-view. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of people joking that we're going to finally see what Aspen striking looks like. Uh, you know, this is interesting because... I Damian might come out throwing punches not fearing a takedown. I would say Damian might have probably got the better striking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damian might has knocked out a dude. What'll be interesting is that, you know, Ben Aspen's going to shoot right out of the gate. Right. But Damian Maia, like, Damian Maia's not going to give no. a fuck. And it can't be a lazy shot because Damian Maia will wind up on your back yeah. somehow. Like, it, it'll it be interesting. And it's like as good at Askren is at wrestling. You know, I think he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. You know, what's that really, you know, who knows what that's worth. But, um, he... You know, if Damian Maya takes his back, like, what does he do? What I, if I Ben Askren takes Damian Maya's back? I, yeah, I don't think he could submit Maya. I think it would be more of a matter of putting Maya in a position... Where he could punch him, he, score. Yeah, but God, that's never happened, really. I mean, it would unless it's the type of deal where, like, Askren, you know, 
gets like a high body lock or you know like underhooks and just forces Maya down and tries to like turtle him up and just hit him with shot, kind of like Colby Covington did. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see which game plan both guys take for this fight. It'd be interesting if Maya just went in there looking to kickbox for three rounds. He'd have the advantage. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that Askren could. could yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see this fight. I think it makes sense at this point. I think Damian Maya's ranked too low. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's a quality win despite his age. I mean, if Askren beats him, it's a, it's a good win. He, Maya it's a, it's a win. It's a. It makes sense for both guys at this point in their career. Damian needs a, a you know, Damian needs a big name guy. Damian's trying to make as much money as he can at this point in his career, and. I think fighting a guy like Ben Askren gives you a potential to give a performance of the night. Yeah. Uh, Just because of rank name recognition. Yeah. Shitty, right. shitty ESPN uh, card or third fight on a main card. Big main card. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Adios. What? This is Pit the Dog. What With PTD Radio. Uh, gracias. Oh gracias for listening. Uh, call me anytime, ladies. Oh. I've got the salsa and I keep it hot. Oh, oh goodness. Um, as, all, oh, okay. um, as always, we'll be back Thursday. Thank you, and I'm sorry.